Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Chapter 1, Kathleen Turner. Chapter 2, Sybil Shepard. Chapter 3, Suzanne Plachette. Chapter 4, The Girl in the Taco Commercial. Chapter 5, The Woman in 4B. Chapter 6, The Oriental Laker Girl. Chapter 7, Pris... Mr. Pinsky, this is not literature. Well, you know, I would um, put in photographs, uh, a brief character sketch, like, uh, like a biography, and a nice dust jacket. Mr. Pinsky, what is this? It's literature. It's a fantasy. It's whacking material. This is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. Hello, and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, the first one of 2024, officially, anyway. I'm Scott Johnson. And uh, I'm joined today by Brian. <laughs> Only he is louder than Billy Crystal at a community college cafeteria Dunaway. <laughs> okay. Oh, hi. This week on Film Sack, we perhaps spend a little too much time with our loving mothers. And whoa, mama, be careful. Stranger with a no alibi could toss you from the train. No. Pitch. Pitch you from the train. Hmm. Hoist. Hoist. Someone could hoist you from the train, mama. Words are hard. Now let's throw our attentions over to HBO Max Max for this crime comedy from 1987 that answers the question, does Owen have a friend? He does not, <laughs> according to Mama. Anywho, when I'm not desperately workshopping synonyms for words for my intros, I'm looking for the perfect casual sex partner with a kink. Last week, it was a lover who liked to bark like a dog while porking me on the couch. <laughs> this week is the lady who likes to do it on a, on kitty trains until it attracts chip-eating looky-loos. And then we retreat to the bedroom where she reads the little engine that could to get me in the mood. Choo-choo, and into the tunnel we go. Damn it, Danny DeVito. Who's directing this thing? You or Rob Meathead Reiner? Randy? Unsalted nuts make me choke, you clumsy poop. Oh, don't burn the toast. Clumsy, clumsy poop. Clumsy poop. <laughs> clumsy poop. Oh, my Lord. That was one of your best. We started the year off hot. That was good. 
Love yeah, it. we don't want to. We don't want to cool it down now. Uh-uh. No, no. Now is the time to lean in, not pull away. Mm-hmm. Speaking of leaning in, let's go over to Randy. He can hang up his own shawl. Damn it, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. I don't know what you think you're doing here, but I'm a failed writer, so that means I'm qualified to teach writing. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's really a matter of being neurotic, I think. And I'm not just talking about your average everyday neurotic. No, no, no. I'm talking about that late 80s, early 90s, like George Costanza kind of neurotic. I'm talking like every character in the movie, What About Bob? That kind of neurotic. You get going on a tear of complaints and concerns and loud questioning. It's great. And it makes you highly employable according to the movies and TV shows. But you didn't come here for that advice, did you? (laughs) You came here to learn how to be a successful writer. Okay, I'm going to give you three easy rules. Number one, just steal your spouse's writing and call it your own and get it published after your divorce is finalized. I'm sure that's real easy to get away with. Number two, sit at a typewriter and freaking waste perfectly good sheets of paper for hours. Sure. You could write out your thoughts with a pencil first. Sure. You could, but don't, it won't work until you've crumpled up 400 perfectly good pieces of paper. Number three, and please trust me, this always works. Every book that has ever been published was apparently just someone's life story. Mm -hmm. You have things happen to you, and then you write about them, and apparently, boom, you're a published author. Mm -hmm. And it's especially easy to make your very first book a pop-up moving pictures book. That is so easy that even the dumbest guy you know could do it. Man, that sums it up nicely. Very true. Uh, Let's swing over to our final person here. It is Brian. He especially liked that girl from the taco commercial, Ibit. Oh, the girl from the taco commercial and the Oriental Lakers girl. Uh, All right. Well, I'm going to try and do this as best I can with my voice the way it is. So let's rip into this one. No, I'm just kidding. There's no way I could do the vocal register needed for that version. Fortunately, Bon Jovi did an acoustic version. And uh, here it is right now. Oh. Owen doesn't have any friends. His mama's on his back. She wants a glass of Coke with ice. With eyes <laughs> Larry works a writing all day His ex-wife took his book His girl wants public sex That's nice <laughs> But no dice Owen says we gotta crisscross And take <laughs> them out It's a crime without a motive So there'd be no doubt I saw strangers on a train It's all about crisscross We'll each rub them out Oh, a murder exchange Throw mama from the train It's like Hitchcock But it ain't quite the same Throw mama from the train 
Mama from the train. <laughs> man, that's pretty commendable for being sick to the, just to the <laughs> yeah. man. You were so sick this past week. That's pretty. Uh, good. I, I want all karaoke to have that option. That yeah. I right where yeah. it's like it's like slowed down and tuned down. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, this version I can is actually in my register. We're doing this one. <laughs> yeah. How many? So that's a, I don't know what I don't know how octaves work, but how many octaves lower uh, was that? Oh, then? like oh. one octave okay. lower. Yeah, than, less than less than an octave. But okay. Like yeah. it was. I don't know what was three, three and a half, four notes down. It was mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Well, it's quality content regardless. That's how I see it. Yes. Uh, well, that was awesome. Well done, everybody. We're talking about the film Throw Mama from the Train, a much talked about uh, on our show for, for years and years and years. We just have never gotten around to it. The Danny DeVito directed uh, comedy, farcical, uh, uh, uncomfortable movie. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm going to let Fake Fletcher do this. Now, here's the thing. We're going to give some credit where it's due. Three of you wrote in this. This is before we've instituted our new uh, plan with our patrons. So, these, so three people had sent in recorded versions of this week's intro to be our fake Fletcher. I decided just to combine them all. So <laughs> this is just a big Frankenstein version of this film. Here you go. Enjoy. Oh, and the names on this. Aaron Everall, Zachary Pointer, <clears throat> and Gary Sizer. These are your three. That's who sent these in. Enjoy. Throw Mama from the Train. It's a story about Larry Donner, a struggling author. A bitter ex-husband wants his former spouse dead. A put-upon mama's boy wants his mother dead. (laughs) Who will pull it off? There you go. Well done. Wow. Well done, fellas. I like the the LaFontaine... uh, esque version there for the third one. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. In a world where people write books. That's right. <laughs> now, at the end of the show, I will uh, tell you guys, patrons, how you can now start to do this. We've decided to lock this behind a door, mainly because it's easier to control. Uh, just yeah. all these flowing in all the time. I don't know who to put in and when. And then I hate, I hate when people do work they can't get out there. So we've got a, we got a plan. I'll explain later. Uh, but huge thanks to those three. Uh, for providing that today. Amazing. I had forgotten completely, entirely, that Danny DeVito directed and wrote this film. Well, co-wrote, yeah, helped write it. I'd, yeah. I'd, well, and uh, like every bit of it, I didn't remember one iota of this movie. You don't remember? Uh, oh, really? Uh, Kim, uh, not Kim Geist. Uh, what's her name? The Anne mama? Ramsey. Anne Ram. You don't remember the Anne Ramsey performance and her I, Oscar yeah. turn as Best Supporting Actress? I absolutely remember right. her at the Oscars. I think she was wearing a hat. And like, I remember, I, I remember the, you know, the things about the movie, it was advertised and mm. so on, mm-hmm. yeah. but like, I'm sure I saw this. I'm sure I saw this when my parents rented it from the mom and pop rental store, but I just didn't remember anything. Mm. Not a, not I, a bit. I remembered, I remembered all of it. I didn't even need to watch it this week. I've really? watched this movie so many times. Oh my God. Okay. I, what, Anne so- Ramsey is like. She's so good, dude. She yeah. she touches every funny bone in me, and it yeah, it's still shocking. This is, even this is why it ahead. blows my mind that Scott, you've never seen Goonies because it is the other fantastic Anne yes. Ramsey performance. Oh, see, I didn't even know she's in it. That's, yeah. that's funny. Well, by the way, I had some guy call us out and go, "You guys film sacked uh, the the Goonies. Why do you guys talk like you've never seen Goonies. the Goonies? You totally film sacked." I'm like, "No, we didn't, dude." Yeah, find it. Prove it. Yeah, you can. prove it. You can. Huge Goonies fan as well over here. By yeah. the way, yeah. love the Goonies. Yeah, she's she's such amazing. a mixed bag, man. I, I can't find a more divisive '80s film that is beloved by 
some, um, most. some and hated by others because they feel like it's bleak and it's like, you know, it takes place in this this really sad town with this sad family that yeah. has to move and these yeah. sad kids. If you didn't like and, that, you're not going to like throw them on from the train, probably. No, probably, probably not. not. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. or I, I can't help thinking of a lot of Billy Crystal movies because they all do kind of drill down to this thing that Billy Crystal has where he's yeah. a small man. Like he's a he's a big-minded small person i don't i can't yeah. i can't explain it i have yet to figure out what the <laughs> what the thing is but like i think of him no, he's, he's never done anything he says it in the movie he's never done anything and that's his character role but, he plays a lot but like his character in um when harry met sally is also yeah. this it's exactly yes. this and i can't i just can't explain what how it how does it work it doesn't make sense well, that it works billy somehow. billy crystal i i think what you're getting to and i agree with this Billy Crystal plays Billy Crystal in just about everything. I think the most stretchy yeah. stuff he ever did was maybe the one with well, Gregory Princess Hines. Bride. Oh, Princess Bride, yeah. <laughs> That's very stretchy. And I don't and I'm not saying this is a bad thing because there's plenty of comedic actors, even other S- SNL alums like him who who just had a thing and then leaned into the thing. And personally, I think I think that works for him. I mean, if you're to believe this the trivia, then this was almost Bill Murray. Um, this right. was almost Dudley Moore. Who no, else? These uh, are all wrong. I mean, they would have been yeah, wrong. It's funny, it's funny you refer to him as Billy. an SNL alumni. I mean, I know, right. I know he was on SNL and had the whole, you know, you look marvelous and all that sort of thing. Yes, right. But uh, I remember him from Soap in the 70s. Yes, that, yes uh, me too. You know, the, he the was parody gay. of soap yeah, operas. He was, he was gay. And for the first a long gay time. character ever seen. Yeah. Exactly. And he was, he was so good at that character that when I saw him in later things, I was surprised that he wasn't gay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because he too. did so well yeah. as, as a, yeah. as a, what's his That's face? That's when I first yeah. realized there was acting. Oh, these people act. Right. Exactly. Oh. Wait a minute. This person is not Darth Vader. What? <laughs> yeah. It's a real, a real coming to, coming of age moment for all of us, I think. That's, sure. Yeah, that's sure. soap portrayal. But, but like in his film career, if it's if it's City Slickers, if it's this, if it's really any number yeah, of forget things. Forget Paris is another good example. Like it, he he might as well be the same character in all of these yeah these yeah. movies that are either Rob Reiner influenced or or appearance or you know I yeah. could have swore Rob Reiner directed this, especially when they had the weird quirky uh yeah. you know dates. I'm like, oh, this has got to be a Rob Reiner. No, Dane DeVito. All right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Danny DeVito. I mean, I don't know if he was close with Rob Reiner, and that's why Reiner was even in this thing. Yeah. Uh, as a, what was he? Was he his agent or something? What was his deal? Public yeah, he was his agent. Yeah. It's hard to, hard to figure out how a lot of these relationships are, but I'm guessing right. this is a time where Danny DeVito could call a lot of shots. They let him direct it. And I think this movie's great. I really like right. it. Like, a, kind of a lot, a lot more. Maybe even more now. I, I thought I liked it when it was new, and I think I felt like it was too mean back then. Like well, I'm, yeah, I, it, it is objectively very mean. It's like mean. The, yeah. the scene, the scene where uh, he finally comes to Owen's house and they're sitting eating eggs, and Owen just hits him in the head with a cast iron skillet. Is <laughs> yes. just like. What you lied to me, Bang. <laughs> yeah, did you? Did, did they just the kill physical, the main character? Like I was the really most like, physical comedy too that you've ever seen Billy Crystal do. I think. Oh, by, I think yeah. so. I think oh, by far even. Yeah. I, yeah. I loved when they were like, you know, you don't see us in the movie movies a lot, but when when they're getting on the floor and they're looking at uh, Danny DeVito's coins and stuff, and oh my gosh, I, there's something about it that just. It made me well, yeah, it's. 
it's there are moments of genuine heart in this movie yes. that I was really not expecting because I just never remembered any of it. Yeah. And then there's also moments like where Danny DeVito's laying behind Kate Mulgrew's couch and she's getting it on with some guy, yeah. and you're just like, is this is this movie being serious right now? Or are we just uh, yeah. like I, did, I I don't know. It's just like it's such a wild ride. It's a know? pretty, it's yeah. a pretty weird thing. And I want to say that this fit well with other stuff DeVito was in like war of the roses. And to some degree, yes. that second uh, romancing the stone. Yeah. yeah. I guess he's in both yeah, that, those, right? That whole scene, that whole uh, scene with him behind the couch while, uh, um, Kate Mulgrew is getting it on. Yeah. Like you say, um, it could have just been ripped right from romancing the stone felt like that, mm-hmm. that kind yeah. of humor. Whereas yeah. the rest of the film wasn't quite that, didn't go that uh, uh, that '80s lowbrow, but the rest right. of it, I think was elevated. That that whole thing was a little bit silly, though. Oh, I yeah, haven't, but part, Kate yeah. Mulgrew did a great job of me. Uh, the character writing really did a great job of yeah. me making me want to hate her because I don't think I've hated her that much since uh, she killed Tuvix. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and the and the movie comes really really close to making you hate the movie for it, right? Like right. you could you could easily conclude that she is just a, a, a really terrible one note villain. And, right. and that's Billy Crystal's character's angle. He's trying to convince you. And I'm never really convinced. I sometimes oh. I'm like, I wonder if he's wrong here. Uh, and that's, yes. that's a good movie. Yeah. That's a good script. Right. right. Yeah. They don't, they really don't confirm any time that, uh, that she stole uh, Larry's right. book. Right, and, and, we've, and that's and great. We've seen, and the movie's credit. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And we've seen Larry, the character, um, play the victim many times right. in this movie. Right. So you, you, it does make you question. Right, and when he exactly. goes to his agent, which is an awesome little scene. It's very, it's very yeah. navel gazy, you know, for Hollywood right. folks to make that scene. But it's very, it's very funny when he mm-hmm. goes to his agent, and his agent is just like, you know what, I'm actually dropping you. I'm like, oh, Larry might be a r- completely wrong, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. might be very. Is Danny bad. DeVito the bad guy, or is it Billy Crystal? You know, is it right. Owen? Yeah. And that last, I mean, I have to admit, like in the end, when he comes and sees him and says, you know, they kind of have this reunion of sorts and Billy Crystal's mm-hmm. almost done with his new script and finds out that the Danny DeVito has been working red. on the same thing. Slut! He Slut! was so pissed <laughs> and got all violent and everything. But that twist of I mean, it was a children's pop up book still kind of yeah. got me in yes, that yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, it's not that I didn't see it coming. I think I did. But it was this. It was just a really good. It's a great little twist. It's a great yeah, way to do it. Is, it and they sure play it like a callback to the scene with the nickels. And I actually was wondering. I didn't go check this, but I'll bet you it uses the same uh, music or like variation right. of the same music because right. it's such it's such a beautiful little bookend. And like, mm-hmm. what this movie doesn't deserve this. Like, it's never. You know, it's 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 constantly punching way above its weight class. Yeah, I yeah. I don't, it's a hard one to explain because I don't think there's any one part of it where I would go, oh, this this established a certain thing outside of Anne Ramsey's performance, which I do think is pretty uns- insanely oh, cool. Especially when you see interviews with her around this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, she's chatting with whoever, Rona Barrett or something. I found some some uh, YouTube video, and she is just delightful and sweet. And she apparently, you know, her the her her natural nature is the the kind of woman who takes 
cookies to church on Sunday and bakes a right. cake for someone who just moves into the neighborhood and that sort of thing. And uh, so she's like, I don't want my family to see this movie because I don't want to, I don't want them to know that I'm even capable <laughs> of being this this evil and this this wrong. And, and Ramsey has brought me more joy than just about. <laughs> Anyone I can imagine acting. I mean, yeah. I, I always praise people like P.B. Herman just makes me die laughing. Oh, my God. Amber, For sure. And Ramsey. Just- it's. The saddest part of the whole thing is that the thing we probably all love most about Anne Ramsey is her speech, you know, the way she delivers her lines. Which killed her right after Which was the thing that ultimately killed her, esophageal cancer, yeah, which is uh, unfortunate. But it's it's one of her her most endearing qualities is that voice and that ability to use that voice to to just grate, to just dig into your – She just screams, man. She just screams it. You you feel like you know what she's going to say. I know what she's about to say. No, I didn't. No, she says stuff. No. <laughs> black, black bastard. What? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to give her credit for the most clips for today. Like she <laughs> oh there was God. no way around this. I kind of knew it going in, but as the movie went on, I went, Oh, you're gonna dominate the sound files. Yeah, she's today. she's yeah. only on screen for ten minutes. I bet we're gonna hear about nine and a half minutes of clips. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing is she feels so much more dominant than ten yeah. minutes. Right. Yeah. Ten minutes is nothing, yeah. but she feels like ten she's, minutes is nothing. Makes everybody look better. Um, here's a just for fun. You mentioned her old interview audio. I'm gonna see if we can play yeah. a little. So you guys oh, can good. This. So here you go. Uh, oh, hold on. If you're gonna play, pause I for a second. Know when- okay. Oh, okay. what is this? This lady. And I have laughed so much. Yes, as I did. Uh, let me skip. <laughs> Glad ahead. you didn't start that from the beginning because there's 30 seconds of a loud, shrill beep at the beginning of that <laughs> video. I was about to try. <laughs> oh, thank you for the warning. Yeah, there it is. I skipped it. It had a uh, rainbow a test pattern. pattern. Yeah. yeah. All right, here yeah. we go. Interesting. So funny. I mean, can you always be funny when you want to be? It, 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 I don't like... know when I'm funny. <laughs> you don't? No. <laughs> I really don't. And my husband said, that, he said, if you don't know, I won't tell you. <laughs> oh, she's she almost sounds like she's got a British accent at times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. If you don't oh, know, I God. won't tell you. <laughs> I love it. Ah, oh, she's great. Um, anyway, so uh, we mentioned Danny DeVito and whatnot, and we mentioned a few of the f- few of the actors. But there are people in this thing that were just like traipsing through it. That I was like, yeah. "There's a Seinfeld actor. There's a Seinfeld yeah. actor. There's oh, another guy on yeah. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. lady on Seinfeld. That half that class was on Seinfeld. Like this was yeah. definitely a, right. a, an era where those people were coming up and about to hit the TV circuits and." Mm-hmm. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't avoid it. I think Kate Mulgrew was even on Seinfeld at one point, wasn't she? Wasn't she, she was uh... definitely on Cheers, but I can't remember. Oh, maybe uh, it was Cheers. Yeah. Definitely a Cheers. She was a love interest for George or Jerry at some point. Maybe not. <laughs> Almost everybody was. So you would not be incorrect by assuming it. She probably yeah. was, and I'm not remembering it. But we've had every like I can. Name name an actress. I feel like you can almost name an actress, and and I can go. Yeah, there's a Seinfeld episode where she's on. Yeah, Wendy yeah. Malick. Yeah, totally on there. With, and a gun. With the exception of Kim Grace, who, uh, what a strange little career Kim Grace had. She, you know, she like pops into a few of these big movies where she yeah. has meaningful roles, and then she just kind of vanishes. She never really has. A career like a, a long we almost term after the X Files, she practically disappeared. What happened? Yeah, <laughs> weird. No, she's she, still alive, oh. allegedly. Yeah, yeah, still alive. She, she's still around. Out, she started out in Chud, which we've got to cover here. I thought we did oh, Chud. Yeah, we have. So we have to. We've not done, done Chud. Chud. We haven't done Chud. Have we not done Chud? It, now that you say, no Chud. We have no Chud. Film sack one eighty eight. We did Chud. Yeah, we did Chud. Well, well, we totally did Chud. Good, 
Good judge. Uh, now, what, what number was it? 188. 188. It was just 10 years ago. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm, yeah. Updating, I'm updating my list. I was saying anything under 100 except for Crawl. I'm not going to remember. Now I'm going to say <laughs> anything under 200. I'm not going to remember. Yeah, the more, the, the, every time we get a decade away from something, we are automatically yeah, going so to forget about it. so easy to forget. Yeah. But yeah, she was in, she was in, the, she was uh, in very little thing or very, very small roles right up until judging Amy and then 2001 and she was out. So Randy, you're yeah, right. She retired. She just, was, uh, was she, so it shows she was in Manhunter. Was that, am I misremembering oh, or was TV that series? one of the, um, oh, was that a TV show? I no, that was, that a, was movie. a movie, but it was, Isn't it, that, it's the, it's, it's not the, one of the Hannibal, like the first Hannibal Lecter thing, right? It's the first, before, no, yes, yes. It's the Michael Mann Manhunter and right. it's on our watch list where we okay. will, we will sack Manhunter if we get, we right have to, hand. right? William Peterson, Dennis Farina. Mm-hmm. Brian Cox, perennial film sack favorite Tom Noonan. Yeah, we love him. No Stephen name. Lang, I love Stephen Lang. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, and Dennis Farina, you said uh, Brian Cox is the is Hannibal, right? I think. I think what? he plays Hannibal. Yeah, he's Doctor Lecter. Is Brian he, Cox is Doctor Lecter. Lecter. Yep. Okay, there it is, right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That movie's actually really good. Uh, it's it's weird because you know we only think of Hannibal from uh, Silence, yeah, of, Silence the Lambs, of the Lambs yeah. forward, but but it's actually really good. I, I, I actually, look to I've it. been certainly we were watching Gus Grissom or whatever his name is. Like in there, I always want to confuse him with the freaking astronaut. That was it, but, right? Uh, Gus Grissom from CSI. Gris, Gus Grissom. <laughs> was it oh. Gus? I didn't think it was Gus. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I think you're right. Hold on. Uh, he, he played, boy, he's doing a lot of producing now. I don't care about all that. Where's your yeah, actor yeah. stuff? Okay. CSI. Gil, Gil Grissom. Grissom. Gil. Gil Grissom. Oh, Gil, Gil. You did it again, old Gil. Anyway. But uh, watching Gil Grissom go after Hannibal Lecter is going to be really fun when we finally get around to watching that. Yeah, and I've sure. been I've been circling the Michael Mann movie Black Hat. We we will probably sack that soon because uh, it's got you know Holt McCallany and oh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, I like him. Oh, I like yeah. me some Holt McCallany. I know you do. Yeah, they the rumor that they're bringing Mindhunter back makes me think I'll get some some closure there with oh, him. Oh, really? God, it sure would be nice. Yeah, there's talk. In fact, he was the one rumoring about it because he's in that Iron Claw thing that just came out, the Wrestler Brothers thing. Oh, yeah. Plays right. the dad. Apparently, good. he's good enough that there's talk of supporting actor buzz for Holt McCallany, oh. which I would be, oh. that would be amazing. Oh, really oh. now? But he let slip in some interview that he, uh, oh my gosh, the series of interviews. So I heard that one where he says, yeah, we think it's coming back. Fincher's talking about it. And then right after that, I get this interview. I see this this clip of um, Thanos. What's his name? Uh, uh, Josh Brolin. Uh, Brolin, yeah. Um, telling the interviewer that he got no money for No Country for Old Men, like barely anything, and um, he got and he was broke. And the movie gets made and done, and he's just like completely broke. And then there was one other thing he was working on that nobody saw. I can't remember. And because of some law that flipped where you had to pay actors some kind of money after the release of a thing, I can't remember what the deal was, but he, he suddenly got 60 grand in the mail as a, like a, a payout mm. or something. And it saved him. He says, he said, I'd be dead. I would be dead today without it. And it was right before then that everything kicked off for him. But I cannot believe this idea that you are in one of the most lauded films of all time from two of the greatest directors of all time, the Coen brothers, in a movie where you're, I think he was nominated for Best Supporting, I think. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. But I know, you know, Anton Chigurh character definitely was and won. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it got Best best Picture, Best Director, and all that other shit. 
and you were broke. They didn't avoid what happened. What's going on? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, They're not going to pay you any money if they can help it. And you have to be very smart and you have to have Mm. someone who is going to watch out for your financial interests because all of these types of people who are distributing this stuff, they're going to keep all the money unless you say, give me the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's always, well, I mean, I assume it's always, uh, let's give you some money on the back end, right? If this goes really, if this becomes really big, then you'll get it, which again, should have been the case for no country for old men, but um, you think he had to go to his? They're all, they're all like uh, Rob Reiner in uh, Throw Mama from the Train. That's true. <laughs> do you think he? Ever, do, you, do you think he? Ever, I like how you tried to bring that back, but I got to ask yeah, one thanks. question. Thanks. Do you think he ever went to James Brolin and said, "Dad, can I borrow a couple hundred bucks?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, probably. Yeah. His dad's like, "Get out of here! I'm on. I, I was on Love Boat fifty times. Get out of here!" That's yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> I was on Barbara Streisand. 50 I, w- times. I was thinking about Love Boat and Brian Ibbett this this past week while Ibbett was sick. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That Streisand thing is about to kill me. Oh, my gosh. I was on Barbara Streisand about 50 times. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, yeah. So back to the movie. This is the rumor. Let's have a little scrutiny for this, though. This is scrutiny. Holy cow. Before we get to the yeah. scrutiny, hold on a second. Yeah, go. So he was with Barbara Streisand. He's still married, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, James Brolin. Before that, he was married to um, Bailey Quarters from WKRP. Whoa. I mean, Everybody's I'll- favorite girl next door. I loved her. She was Jan great. Smithers, Smithers uh, from uh, WKRP. How crazy is that? Yeah, this Never is, pictured to me growing up. There were there are two kind of people in the world. You either thought uh, she was the cute one. Mm-hmm. Or, or you were into Lonnie Anderson. Anderson, and the Lonnie yeah. Anderson kids, I never trusted. Never trust those kids. Right, right, right. Something about right, it. Herb. Yeah, and it's nothing against right. her. She's a beautiful woman. Whatever her hair was crazy, but whatever. But did, it was the other did girl. She make it? Huh? Did she ever make it back uh, to return to WKRP? Who? No, when Lonnie? they did the um, when they did the uh, '90s remake of yeah. WKRP. Yeah. No, huh? Yeah, I don't remember that. There only, was a re- there was only, a um, Frank Bonner, I think. There was a revival. There was a, yeah. it was a new yeah. yeah, and it was uh, it was oh my god, who was the guy? The main DJ. Who is the, guy? <laughs> the main DJ is the British actor who uh, was married to the woman who made plaster casts of all the, uh, <laughs> yes. The, the new WKRP in Cincinnati is what it was there called. I always call it a return. Gordon jump came back as Her Mr. Was there at least as Frank Mr. Carlson. Connor, he was Mr. Richard Carlson Anderson, Les Nesman. Okay. Yes. So as so their Les characters came back too. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was, their characters. was it good? No, nope. let's see how many seasons did it make? Uh, 40, two seasons. So okay. it was, Good enough. I'd be curious just to see it once, you know. Yeah, I wonder if any sure. of it's streaming. I don't yeah. know. Oh, I was in there. I yeah. have good news about streaming. I'll save it for the end of the show since we have a movie to talk about. But while we're cool. crawling through the cast here, I just have to make sure that we note that Billy Crystal spends the middle half of this movie being pursued by Bruno Kirby's dad. <laughs> Whoa, really? I just think oh, that's really? Really cool. Bruno Kirby's dad, and then they would be in uh, Scra- Scrap City. What's it called? Both, both before slickers. and after this movie, <laughs> Billy Crystal and Bruno Kirby are in multiple movies together. Yeah, they're this. they're always hanging out. Those two. That Bruno hey. Kirby story. His his cancer sucked. Man, that was a bad one. Yeah. Um, not a fan. All right, not here was here was my here was my scrutiny. Anne Ramsey, or sorry, not that one. Um, there it is. Bill Murray considered for the role of Larry Donner. Fine. Robin Williams for the role of Owen. I don't know if I believe it. Maybe Owen. Hold on for the role of Owen. For the role of Owen. No. Yeah. 
I mean, he he could do it. He could act kind of childlike and and whatever. But he would have been too lovable. Like Owen really has to annoy the audience to annoy Larry as well. Well, Right. And Owen needs to do less talking. And so you don't want somebody who's known for being a big talker. Right. And the kind of physicality you need for the character is the is a DeVito physicality. It's a different kind of thing. Robin Williams known for his amazing physicality. Don't get me wrong. That dude can rock any kind of physical need for your acting. But there was, I needed, I needed this character to be short, fat, but lovable. I needed Danny DeVito. That's who I needed. Right. That's Someone who, who can make faces at the camera. So like Steve Martin could have done it, but he wouldn't have been the right, you know, size right, for it. Right. 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 Like I, I, I you know, I, I say all this, <laughs> you it, know, Steve Martin, though, in his uh, Ruprecht character from uh, uh, what's the, uh, Dirty, the, Rotten, uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. The Ruprecht, a whole movie where he's Ruprecht, basically, could be the Owen for this movie. Oh, my God. Right, yeah. John Lithgow could have could have done it. He oh, he makes great bad. faces, right? Yeah. Taller I, than everybody else in the film. Yeah, that's, that's the that's thing. True. You need somebody who mama can dominate. And that just there aren't that many people that are yeah. four foot eight. I just, there, he also carries with him. Danny DeVito carries with him a certain empathy. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he's just got does, those. He's got those sad puppy dog eyes. He's yeah. really good at that. He's very, very good at it. Um, at I, I Danny like DeVito, and you know, like it's funny. This is our second Danny DeVito movie in less than a month, right? And it's all. all by the way, it's our second movie in a row on FilmSack that has an old sob. But um, oh. <laughs> I, I just can't get over how Danny DeVito can access his inner child on camera. Mm. It's like, it's like something that it's, it's really magical. And Robin Williams did this a lot, but his, you know, his, his was like accessing an inner child that's high on cocaine. Right. (laughs) Whereas Danny DeVito accesses this standardized inner child right in, right in front of the camera all for you to laugh at. Yeah. He's very good at it. Not only that, he's the one yelling action and cut. So, you know, he's in charge of it and he's doing it. Like it's, I think this is really underrated work by him. And and I, I I don't know if I appreciated it at the time at the time, I wasn't thinking of movies so critically like I am now. And I appreciate it so much more now. I just feel like there's real craft happening here and it's not cheap laughs. Like some of it, you might think like the pan to the head, that's a cheap physical laugh, but dude, it freaking worked. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Like when he got hit because he did out of because he did out of desperation, not out right. of not out of anything else. He didn't do it out of He's anger lie. or malice. He's a way to get out of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like that part of it plays so well that the hitting of the face isn't even the point. It's yeah. that he it's yeah. the way that, that he did the acting. The other parts I think deserve some scrutiny are these potential actors who almost played Owen Lift. What a name, Lyft. Yeah, uh, Joe Pesci, maybe, uh, maybe. I think somebody put put, put uh, him on the list because he's short. Could be that John Candy's scrutiny. on Super here though. On that one. I don't know if this John Candy one is correct, but he's on here, uh, and that seems wrong because he's too big. He's too tall. Yeah, I think I Cliff think, would be perfect. He already had mom Chris, problems. Chris Farley could have maybe done a good uh, Owen. <laughs> right. Wait, very but, needy. Could play a very needy character. Could play a very you know, dominatable, dominable, sure. dominable, dominatable, dominable, dominable, yeah. abominable. No, that's wrong. Abominable. Abominable. Uh, <laughs> how about, uh, um, oh, you were saying John Ratzenberger. Rat- yeah, that's John's not Rat- yeah. John Ratzenberger would be great. <laughs> I mean, it's a very different characterization though. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not very, he wouldn't be good at being childlike, but he would be good at being 
He'd be submissive. believable that he could kill Billy Crystal's wife, though. Yeah, right? that's true. I, I could buy that. <laughs> like, it was, there was a potential for Cheers to go a completely different way and us to think that, yeah, I think I think Cliff Clavin might be a serial killer. <laughs> I wonder how many of our listeners got your Tuvix reference. Hopefully a bunch did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we, we sacked, sacked Tuvix. Yeah, we did. We yeah, did a live right. watch yeah, along yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, Can't believe she killed him like that. I know. No, it's the st- I still think it's one of the biggest controversies in Trek history. Even though oh, no absolutely, one, and yeah. I still don't know how I feel about it. Even to this day, I still don't know how I feel about. Well, it. that was the point. It was it was an impossible yeah, yeah. choice, right? And that's yeah. Star Trek does that really well, but this one really, this one really stuck. This one burned. Mm-hmm. So when I'm watching her, I'm thinking, I'll, here's every time I see Kate Mulgrew. Now I think of the <laughs> Tuvix ep- episode. I think of her as that Russian. Yeah, uh, red inmate, uh, red. The new black. Yeah. She's so good in that role. Oh, my gosh, she she's is. good. Yeah. That it makes me just go, why is she not just a bigger aspect of our entertainment mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. She's right. amazing. She really is. She is. And I understand there were yeah. people who did not, A, want a woman uh, captain because they're a-holes. But B, they didn't like her because they thought she was just a little too, ah, uh, yes, ah. Uh, the Klingons have asked, you know, she's kind of got this air about her. <laughs> yeah. But I think it works. Yeah. I think it works. Yeah. I love it. That's what, that's what Picard was. I mean, he was a, you know, mm-hmm. Janeway's, Janeway's depiction of the crushing weight of all of the souls on board this lost ship is, right. um, it's very psychological and it's before it's time. Like, I agree. Now, yeah. Nowadays, this depiction is constant in everything and on TV. I think you're right, but, in- but she also managed to be optimistic. Voyager deserves more credit. Yeah, I, I, there are I problems agree. with it. It's definitely got some issues um, that are kind of throughout the series, whatever. But but it deserves more credit than it than it gets for for pushing some of that stuff. She was she was yeah. great in that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she's in this kind of not hardly at all. It's only just to be a villain, a secondary villain, right. and. It's fine. so good. You just want to hate her. So she fell yeah. in and he didn't push her, right? Do I understand that right? Correct. Oh, yes. We don't for know, sure. but no, for did, sure. yeah, for sure. Did we, did, he never said it. He doesn't say. Billy but. Crystal, Billy Crystal, she said that she suddenly found herself overboard because I kept listening for like an absolute right. fact. She just, she doesn't remember what happened. No, and she, Billy Crystal doesn't know. He just assumes and right. David and we, never says and we also we also never have any evidence that he didn't Owen didn't kill Mama. He just says he didn't. Like, yeah, yeah, he in didn't, the yeah. in the end, <laughs> in the end, this movie is full of stuff like that, and that's a trope. It's a it's this yeah. It's a, like it has to be this way uh, because the basic trope is called the karma Houdini, mm-hmm. and so a karma Houdini is this thing karma, that karma, keeps karma that keeps getting out of its own karma. Right. Oh, so like Radiohead. <laughs> Kate, Kate Mulgrew's character, right? Like she, she has all the negative karma in the world to, to the point where she falls off a boat and dies, but no, right. no, 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 nope, She didn't die. Nope. <laughs> right? Back, she bounced like, back even bigger. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's all, that's all much more funny. If you don't know, if you have no right. idea actually whether or not Danny DeVito's murdered multiple people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause he has that thing about him where, well, that's There's, the point is you're, you're doing Hitchcock. Believability. Shit. The whole yeah. thing felt yeah. like a Hitchcock homage to me well yeah it was based it was based on it of course yeah it was based on yeah. the uh that the, the movie strangers he went and saw. from a train Str- yeah. Strangers yeah. That, on a train. that crazy on like train. zoom in camera on his face while he's thinking about putting rat poison in the thing or the lie <laughs> whatever it was and the and the the way the music was used uh, this was yeah. this was one of my favorite film sacks in a while for for score and i think it's because mm. it didn't make it feel like an 80s movie it felt this felt like something that could 
you know, I don't know. You could have orchestrated yeah, this anytime. Just, to, just imagine if this had been scored like Family Ties. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it oh, would have it would have been a terrible watch. Yeah, yeah. And th- and but it was yeah. uh, who who did it? It was um, I wrote New- David Newman did it. Yeah, right. Oh, it was a Newman. Newman. Yeah. It was Newman. A, it was David Newman. Mm, yeah, Newman. but it was great. It was very Hitchcock esque. It was very. Uh, intense when it needed to be and to to accentuate both humor and drama and there were a couple of moments where i was like oh this is sticky this is this is hard what you're doing yeah, you're yeah. dealing with some some shit here you've basically planted a bunch of evidence and your girlfriend helped to make it sound like you did this murder and right. i kept thinking this would suck this would suck ass i don't care yeah. how bad of an author is or what writing slump you're in this is way worse than that and they're on a train fleeing the work the country for mexico <laughs> I don't know how that works, but whatever. That's fine. Where does that train take you? It doesn't yeah, go- you had to get on the train somehow. A lot of love or something. <laughs> yeah, that definitely felt like they had to work that in. It's like, we got a title. We yeah. got to right. work in the train. Right. Yeah. And for the record, here's another thing. Her suggestion that sultry was a better replacement than humid <laughs> is not, it's no. not good. It's bad. They acted like, oh, she somehow came up with a better one just sitting here. Horseshit. That's terrible. It, it, well, it is sultry. Is yeah. sultry is leagues above humid and moist. So I mean, yeah, they they, <laughs> well, they really right. laid it low. low bar, so they, yeah. yeah, 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 low yeah. bar. But the, the beginning to end joke of the movie is that he's always dancing around what's a bad idea in the first place. Mm. He's he's only he's only trying to polish a turd, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The entire freaking movie. Yeah. And it's funny, you know? Yeah. It's it's it works. Yeah, it really works. And uh this just this imagine the surprise on all our, you know, 80s kids' faces to find out this thing kind of holds up. I don't know. I feel like I'm. Yeah. we're starting yeah. the year yeah. with a movie I wasn't sure was going to hold up. And man, no, I, and I, I thought this it. was even going to be a tough film sec because, you know, the comedy rule here. Yeah. But this is such a dark comedy that really works well for films. Yeah. I, I, is, is this farce or straight. let's define farce for a second? I saw Game yeah, Night finally. Right. And by the way, Game Night went from I didn't even think about it to. I finally watched it and it shot up to like my top 10 comedies. I loved mm-hmm. Game Night. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love Game Night is such a deft handling of what is otherwise just straight farce, right? Is this right. movie farce? Is is Throw Mama from the Train? Yes. What is its genre? Is that it? I mean, that is a that is a description of it. I don't think that's a genre. Yeah, I think, per se yeah. for I think dark comedy is dark comedy is where I would closer. put it. Okay. I was in the blockbuster yeah. section. So yeah, give exactly. me a, give me an example. War of the Roses, dark comedy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? What's a modern uh, example? Um, ooh, uh, let's see. What we what have we seen recently? It's a dark comedy. Um, I mean, I'd even ooh. say Game Night is a dark comedy. You know, it's yeah. You know what? Got people dying, getting you know. Yeah, I guess it's got farcical stuff in it, but it's being handled so well that it didn't feel farcical to me. So yeah. I guess all comedy has farce. <laughs> so forget about farce. F that word. It's going, it's, we're not yeah, using so it anymore. We'll make necessarily. Necessarily. It doesn't we're going to have some silent, silent farce. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Silent yeah. farce. No one admit to the farce I just heard. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, the darkest comedy we've seen in a long time was Banshees of Inish Sharon. Oh yeah. <laughs> that movie was so that was pretty oh, dark. Was so dark. That was pretty dark. Oh. I watched his other thing that I hadn't seen, that McDonough guy. I watched uh, Seven Seven Psychopaths. Oh, Neil McDonough? Not oh, Neil okay. McDonough, um the director of Inish Sharon. I can't think of his Neil first name. McDonough? Not Neil. No. Neil's the actor. The, what's his name? Oh, that's uh, what I was Martin McDonough. Martin, Martin McDonough. McDonough. I believe that's right. He looks like Stifler if you look at his IMDb photo. It's weird. 
anyway, that guy made uh, before three billboards and before in a Sharon and before or after in Bruges, he did yeah. um, Martin uh, seven psychopaths. And that movie is freaking great. Mm-hmm. I was, I was blown away by how good I thought that was little, take a little Tarantino, take a little uh, weird quirky mm-hmm. ensemble yeah. humor from the McDonough movies, make a little mobster out of everybody. Uh, Woody Harrelson, one of my favorite roles I've ever seen. You guys got to see Seven Psychopaths. I don't think it's a film it's, sack movie, yeah, yeah. though. I think it's just a so good movie. It's it's kind of in those same lines as the the Guy Ritchie stuff. The uh, um, uh, like twelve or snatch and two stock uh, and smoking barrels and all that. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would say so, it's close. I mean, it's it's good, uh, obviously good so- on that level. Obviously, a different thing, but it's good on that level. Yeah. My my opinion, farce requires uh, like some horseplay. It requires physical uh, like debasement. And mm-hmm. so the Cohen brothers, right, masters of the dark comedy, mm-hmm. have have approached farce a couple times with like burn after reading and raising Arizona, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like they get they get some farce in there, but they you know overall they're making dark comedies. Yeah, they're, that's true. You know, that's true. They almost have a slider, right? So let's imagine a slider that's like I don't know, it's a hundred, it's got a hundred ticks, and in the middle is zero, and on one side is comedy, the other side is is uh dark tragedy or tragedy. <laughs> tragedy and you and that and they just go the coen brothers go all right let's just slide this one way over here for this one so here's miller miller's crossing very little comedy mostly you know this dangerous mess okay well that's cool now way over here i do like you know raising arizona which is mostly comedy but uh, you know what i mean they've there's got the, some there's some tragedy to it they're picking and choosing from the gradient yeah it's very but that's my point yeah exactly that's the whole th- i i've never thought of them that way but i'm going to from now on that's how it's going to work <laughs> dude there's some scenes in raising arizona where i'm just like am i supposed to cry now this feels, right. this feels really <laughs> sad oh, yeah. and contemplative yeah, you should be yeah yeah they're definitely moments like that i'm a little sad though those two are doing some cool projects alone but they haven't worked together since uh, uh, the ballad of Buster Scruggs, the, yeah. Buster Scruggs, yeah. Yeah. And the, and the oh, new I one. Need, I need to give that another rewatch. I loved it at the time. I need to watch it again. Yeah. I saw it again recently. It was very good. It's always good. But they haven't done anything together since. And I don't know if there's been a problem. And they've done good work. It's like this new, the new one from Ethan looks really good. I don't know when that's coming out this year sometime. And then the the Joel one, the, the, oh, the, the Shakespeare one with Denzel Washington. And, mm-hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. And his wife, what's her name? <laughs> that was really uh, good. Francis McDormand. Yeah. yeah. So they keep yeah, doing these. Othello. Was it Othello? Oth- no. What was it? Othello. Oh, it was Hamlet. Ham. No. Mm. It was. Uh, oh no! No, it was Macbeth. 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 With, uh, the tragedy Denzel, of yeah. Macbeth. That's it. The tragedy of Macbeth with Dinklage but, and. But I hope Denzel. it doesn't mean those two aren't ever doing anything together again. You know, those are the brothers you want to see stay brothers. You don't want to have yeah. kind of a split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So get it back together. Get some shit going. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see what else. What uh, I wrote down here. Um, oh, uh, Janeway getting roughed on. That's hard business. Oh, yeah. The rough. The rough, rough, rough. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that. Don't do that. Uh, it was funny. No, it was lowbrow. Pretty lowbrow. It was, it was the silliest thing in a, in a movie that wasn't didn't have to go that silly. Yeah, that kind of rubbed me wrong. Um, well, it just it just didn't fit. Right, because the rest of the movie I thought handled stuff in a I don't know a less immature not immature way. I mean I like a fart joke as much as the next guy, but having a guy b- 
bark on you for the for a whole phone call. I, that, all that stuff just right. felt like it was ripped from, I don't know, a shitty. Uh, what was the? No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's Benny British. Hill. Benny oh, you're Hill, talking about Benny you're Hill. talking about uh, oh, Benny Hill. I was about to say, uh, shoot, what was it? Uh, deliverance. <laughs> I did kind of do. Y'all it's give like, me crap. It's like I did a cover, the cover of the British intro for Benny Hill. I did yeah, it. I right. did it in the yeah, love it. Motown or a Hotown way. Hotown? That's not a word. Hotown. 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 All right, you guys. I, you I to- could have dealt. I could have. I could have did with uh, with less of his uh, teaching job and dealing with the students. That that was okay, I suppose, but I didn't. Oh, I, I, I only cared about the pervert so guy. Short. That's the only the pervert guy in his weird book yeah. of every chapter is a yeah. weird lady. That's the best, only part. Best part of it is the pervert. I know yeah. it was needed for the character for us to empathize with, you know, the, how far he's fallen. And, you know, writers write. They don't teach. That's an old, you know, trope. It's like, well, you know, if you, if you can't write, then you teach. Yeah. Right. So I, I got where they were going. I just didn't. It always just seems a little too zany or too. I don't know. Mm. It was a little. Like, it's a, little a good way, way to have wacky. some ensemble. Like, it's a good way to have yeah. a. A bunch of characters that just are are one joke characters, but uh, yeah, uh, which I, I, I like. You do you do I'll run take the that risk. over the barking uh, garden? Oh yeah, I would, uh, that way was more. so stupid. I didn't understand because that's what I was like. Oh, so all of the casual relationships, the way you build characters is have them have a quirky sex kink or something. Mm. They you know they did it a couple of times. Uh, and I was like, I, okay. Well, I mean, the women. It's it's really kind of a. It's it's an '80s you know woman in a comedy thing, right? Yeah, that felt familiar. Maybe that's why I didn't like it because it just felt like <laughs> oh, I've seen this a thousand times. This little moment, I I was so entertained. By the way, you talk about cheap cheap jokes. This is like the cheapest joke in the movie for me. Was Danny DeVito in Hawaii making phone calls from payphones? Yeah, that was really funny, dude. Uh-huh. Uh, ready? Uh, right. They, they refused a completely to, different. Uh, yeah, yeah. Usually different it's, skyline and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they refused not, to point at it, but they were just running yeah. through it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not certain because what the weirdest thing about this, I was laser focused on figuring out where he was. Yeah. The the weirdest thing about it was he was clearly on the island of Kauai, and there weren't people. Like every beach he was on, there weren't other people. And I was like, Aloha, hello. Like, how amazing that 35 years ago, you could, you know, like they, they probably filmed it on the North shore of Kauai because that they could get away from all the people, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think his characterization of this, this low key characterization of someone who just returned from someplace, they feel like they have to inject that culture into everything they do. And he keeps going, Aloha, hello. And he just keeps right. <laughs> he yeah. keeps pushing through. And I just, oh, I thought that was, that was brilliant. I thought, yeah, there's something about the, maybe it was the edit or something, but there's something really funny about that whole sequence that wasn't yeah. even, it's not really that funny, but without who's doing <laughs> it and the timing, I don't know. You know how stuff is, timing's everything. And yeah. they were kind of yeah. killing it with that. Good. Uh, and, this then, is, and then, and then the, to top it all off, uh, not to top it all off. To start it all, this uh, this whole Hawaii sequence, we have Kate Mulgrew get on a boat to Maui, which, okay, fine. But it's the c- most crowded boat. I'm surprised yeah. the boat didn't sink from the weight of all the people on the boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely that, a tour tour boat. So I guess you're just going to Maui for like a couple hours and then back to Honolulu. Or, I, yeah. I want to I wanna know if anybody who's a hula dancer has ever been performing in a crowd of 100 people in a small space. Oh, my like, gosh. Bizarre. That sounds like a nightmare to me. What you yeah. just described. Oh, yeah, I don't want that. 
Uh, this is this here's here's the grab a bucket award. Grab a bucket. I'm giving I'm giving chicken the bucket to the entire class. So Dunaway, you already mentioned them. You wanted to have less of them. I wanted yes. more. But the bottom yeah. line was they it, when you're going to have a big ensemble at the top of your movie and you're only going to reference the pervert right. later. That's a lot of chicks in the bucket. Yeah, and they and they reference the pervert in the final scene with the with the magazine flyover. They're like, "Oh, there he is. He's in the you know he did it. He did the table, yeah, people magazine or whatever it was. He made his book. Yeah, Yeah. he got his book done. You got to admire a pervert who can get his book done. You know, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think the the photos and the small bio for each uh, actress helped. (laughs) Yeah, that never hurts. So I guess it's like a running joke that I guess authors really hate people who make coffee table books because uh, it always I mean, seems like to be the butt of the joke it's like that's like the lowest common denominator who would make a yeah which has always been book. kind of hilarious to me because i think they're some of the coolest books i've ever seen yeah i love them it's fun yeah they are yeah but they're mean, usually not they're not dense books in in content they're usually no. beautiful photo books or yes. 50 movies you need to see with movie posters and a little tiny thing written about each one but yeah. they're not books that you're like going to say oh you know what yeah. i need to do is is read that uh flying over hawaii book again yeah yeah you don't yeah. want anybody to read this book you're gonna put it on right. the coffee you want table. them to pick it up while they're waiting for you to finish making their yeah. their latte yeah. yeah yeah there you go that's a good way of saying it uh, any guesses on this? Gross. What grossed me out? Oh. Because one very, very specific moment grossed me out. Well, is it uh, cleaning mama's ears? <laughs> no. Oh. No. It's gross idea, I but they didn't, my ears. it didn't gross me out because they didn't get real, they didn't get real, you know, It's not graphic. the close-up on Anne Ramsey's mustache as she's about to to sip rat poison Pepsi. Hold uh, on. Hold on just a moment. Let me check with the judges. Is that correct? That is correct. Ah. That is what grossed me out. Like there, that mustache was, mustache. Wow, that thing, dude! <laughs> it was pretty yeah. impressive. It was very. I assume it's her real growth. I yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know, makeup artist puts a little dust on it so you can really see yeah. it. Stands out the hairs. That was something, man. That is a that is a uh, junior in high school level mustache right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and while we're on the subject of what gross got out, I can tell you right now, without any doubt, we will never on this show. Watch the movie Saltburn. And, oh. the, and the reason we won't do it is there are like five very specific moments in that movie that grossed me out so bad. Oh, wow. That I'll never see that movie. I can never watch that movie. Five. Again. Okay. I've heard about be, two. It's yeah. going to be very interesting to see if it gets nominated for a bunch of Oscars because the, the discourse right now is, is a, about people not getting it. And I'm, I'm, you know, people who don't get a movie do not want to be told that you didn't get it. Right. Yeah. I don't so know. Like, it's just going to, it's, it's gonna weird be that they're saying that because that movie is easy to get. It's not like there's the subtext is pretty, pretty obvious. So you're saying but, there's, there's no reason for me to work on my, uh, my opening song parody of no doubts bathwater no but I can, gosh, I can put that away dang it dude that would have to be the one you used because that's the one i mean that's one of the ones there there, there, there are three moments i will call bathwater uh vampire and right ground lover um oh yes okay i did hear about that scene too everything about that movie left me a little shook but i'll tell you what i can tell i'm watching a really well-made and acted piece of, of con it's, it's a very, it's a good movie. Like I, I feel like it's, it is Oscar bait. 
but it's also one yeah. of the most disgusting movies I've ever seen in my life. So we're actually we're actually recording right now on the morning of the Golden Globes. The Golden Globe oh, starts right. in about yeah. eight hours, oh. and uh, Saltburn Saltburn got. That was the Emmys today. No, no, no. It's uh, Golden Globes tonight. Why did and, the Emmys uh, have a thing last night? We're going to P.F. Chang's. Oh, fun. Well, because we missed an Emmys, and so they're doing this weird spread out thing. Oh, I'm so it's, confused by it. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so, so so tonight's Golden Globes. That's happening. Right. Tonight's Golden Globes, Lop. and Saltburn got two uh, nominations. It's not going to win either one of those, mm-hmm. uh, but it was for acting. It's uh, Barry Keegan and uh, Rosamund Pike both got mm-hmm. nominations for yeah. acting. And by, if and there's any, if there's ever been, by the way, ever been any question of whether Barry Keegan Cogan, how you say his name, should be the the next Joker, which he is at the end of the Batman. Uh, let that put those worries to rest. He is an absolute psychopath and will be perfect as the Joker. And I look Fantastic. forward to it where he will have nothing to do with bathwater at that point. Anyway, sorry, Randy, continue your, just, your thought. I just want to remind you that the host of the Golden Globes is going to be Joe Coy. I am very excited about that because mm-hmm. the whole point of the Golden Globes for years and years and years has been for people to get on stage and just rail on the producers yeah. of the Golden Globes. Yeah. And it's like he is perfect for this. Yeah, yeah, but when Ricky Gervais did it, man, boy, he got a lot of hate for that, which yeah. is... Maybe That's he went just too Ricky, far. Though. I don't know what he did. Uh, I don't know I, what he did I, I say go as far as you can. So, Scott, you... You apparently haven't seen Triangle of Sadness yet. Uh, no. And so that was going to be my question to you, because since I hadn't seen that, but I've been told to compare it. I've been told that if... if this- I think I think the grossness in Triangle of Sadness is done so well, it it's hilarious and not, not cringy, not like, oh, I can't look at the screen, tell me when it's over kind of thing. Okay, interesting. Because this one is definitely... Yeah, let me know when this scene's over. I'm closing. Yeah, my the eyes. cringe yeah. is so hardcore. Like I'm not even telling people don't see it because I do think it's there's a there's a there's a quality piece of art been made here that will either you'll like it probably like it for all of its well, artistic sensibilities. I was going to say that's the question. If it didn't have those those three things, you know, vampire grave and and uh, bathwater, yeah, would we would we talk about this film at all? Would it get would it be something you'd recommend without those three scenes? Um, maybe because the performances are strong. I guess. I guess I would compare this. I, this is weird. I'm going to compare it to something I haven't seen. That's not going to make sense until I say it. But the the Mr. Ripley movie. The um, oh, tell it, Mr. Ripley. Yeah, where you've just got you've got somebody's motives that are kind of psycho. Uh-huh. But you don't Who's really know who at obsessed first. Obsessed with somebody else. Yeah, that whole thing. That that's basically this storyline told in a different place with different people. Plus, of, of what I know of it, um, but then add in all these like shocking moments. Would it get the talk it's getting? No, there's no way. Like I, yeah. people can pretend otherwise, but there's no way this movie is even talked about at the level at the volume we're hearing it. If it didn't have this stuff in it. Sure. Um, that being said, it's still a well-made movie so you could argue and, and that the, yeah and the difference between the golden globes and the oscars is that the golden globes tries to give awards to people who played characters that you found a reason to like yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like mm-hmm. the golden globes is going to give a, a a globe tonight to barbie you know what i mean like it's right whereas the oscars man saltburn might be a shoe in yeah it's like, kind of it's very oscar Beatty. although i'd say the glo- in the globes case you know you give it to people like walter white's uh or uh, brian cranston and that's a character you're not supposed to root for. You kind of do, but you're not supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. But in this case, if they gave this to the the Kogan character 
his acting's insane. He's really good. But my gosh, you hate him. You hate him so bad. Oh. Yeah, and if I guess I, else, the greatest thing we're gonna we're gonna see tonight at the Golden Globes is the correct way to pronounce that kid's last name. I know, right? Because I have no idea. I really yeah, don't. I don't either. It's so hard yeah. to get my head around. But I've seen a lot of him this year because I finally watched 1917. He's in a whole chunk of that. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that's that such too. a good movie, yeah. boy. That's a great one for your big ass 4K TV. That's yeah. that's that's the way to see it. Yeah, we, it's well, on our list. I love that movie. We've got a bunch of horse races at the Golden Globes tonight. A bunch of like, will will this person or this person win the thing? Like Kieran Culkin or Pedro Pascal for TV drama, right? Right. Right. Uh, will will the uh, Will Jeremy Allen White win or Bill Hader, right? Like, it's like there's all these really close little races, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's the thing. Like, even though they all hate the producers of the thing, that it's always uh, more fun than the Oscars. The Oscars is all super serious. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I right. can see that. It's, it's one where everybody's drinking, sitting at tables. Nah. That's two things I look for there are, oh, what movies should I potentially check out for Oscars? And who is sitting at the same table drinking together? Like what, what clusters of weird celebrity <laughs> matchups? I know they've got, we'll put all the people from this movie and all the people from this TV show together, but yeah. who, who's drinking with whom? Well, here's, here's what'll be fun. This is the funnest game of tonight, given the time we're in. A bunch of these people that will be at this event are on this Epstein list. doesn't mean they're pedophiles. doesn't mean they went to the island and had sex with underage people. doesn't mean any of that. It just means they're on the list, which could mean is simply, well, I was friends with a billionaire that no one told me about this. I didn't know. All the way to, yeah, some of you guys really were part of this (laughs) this pedophile ring. So tonight, who's who's hosting? Do we know? Joe Coy. Okay, Joe Joe Coy. Coy. Do you think that gets brought up at all? There's any kind of joke? Because I know Gervais would do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Yes, Joe Coy is the Filipino Howie Mandel. And he will not. He will not let this this opportunity pass him by. Okay, I was just curious. I didn't know, I, I didn't know we needed more Howie Mandels in yes, other countries. But yes. right, right, yeah. Because I he can, also afraid to touch anything because of germs. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I, don't know. I just like I'm just making fun of how he looks. Yeah. For some but, reason. But that. But but hard, but if so. it, you know he he might. Uh, so we'll see. I guess uh, Gervais definitely would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think like uh, what's their names the two I can't think of the SNL ladies that everyone loves oh uh, Tina Fey and Amy and Poehler. Amy Poehler I don't know if they'd go for a joke like that no they wouldn't I think well maybe they would allude to it you know they would basically say something like oh my gosh it's you know here's a list of all the people we're seeing tonight there's that person that person probably not the only list we'll see them on about as much as we'd get you could be like that guy that writes all the Oscar Bruce Valanche yeah sure. you're the Bruce sure. Valanche of film sack I love Excellent. it you could be center square as well or whatever he's <laughs> yeah. um, much more closer to Paul Lynn <laughs> Uh, all right. Any other thoughts on throwing Mama from the train before we take a, a turn to the eclipse here? Anything? Perusing my notes, uh, I like how. Well, you might we might see this in uh, in audio, but uh, Danny DeVito, the way he says "ruined" instead oh, yeah. of yeah, "ruined," yeah, "ruined." I definitely yeah, does it intentionally. Yeah. And they pause afterwards a couple of times. It's <laughs> kind of good. Yes. Uh, probably a lot cheaper to get Oprah to cameo in your movie uh, back in the 80s than it would be yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like she, yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing that they picked her because there were a lot of different folks that they could have put on, you know, oh, as yeah. the TV host. You could have done Donahue. Right. You could have done, uh, oh, who else was big? Sally Jesse. Donahue. Oh, oh, my Jesse God. Raphael would have been big. Yeah. 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 I don't remember who else uh, is doing just it. Just the fact that uh, Mama doesn't want to eat the nuts. She just wants to shell them like a squirrel. 
I I wrote down that I was so happy that Larry and Beth end up together at the end. Mm. Yeah. Like that yeah. like I don't know why. I it just made me so freaking happy because I guess because he spends the whole movie not being worthy of her, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He can't and, seem to get past his own shit to see yeah. the thing that's in front of him. He's she able was, to achieve a boner uh, she, once he gets that, his book written. That's, that's true. true. Plus, she, she, was, she was very um, – she was back and forth because she was skeptical of him all the time. But then there were moments of like, take me, I'm yours. Right, and right, right. I, I couldn't quite figure out her. Thing. She was perfect for him the way Terry Polo was perfect for Charlie Sheen in, <laughs> in, in the last movie we sacked. Like, I just, there's something about this girlfriend who's gonna, who's gonna go for it. She's just down for whatever. Yeah. It's just a, right. it's a, it's a funny thing. It, it never, it never lets you down. And I, I was just, I, I was like, oh man, it's a, a, this could have ended very, it could have ended with him being the butt monkey in the very last shot. <laughs> right. Cause, yeah. cause he's such a butt monkey for so much of this movie. Yeah. But no, it, it let him go. It let him have success. When he gets mad yeah. and yells slut over and over. Slut, 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 slut shaming. Yeah. Like, literally. Yeah. I, literally I want to ask if this movie had ended with Owen's book getting published and it being, and Larry, and it being the same book as Larry's book, right? right and right, Larry yeah. not getting to publish his. So he's right. the butt monkey to the end. Yeah. Would it have been just as good? No, no, no. I no. needed that. I needed this heartfelt thing. I needed that friendship yeah. to be real. Needed a happy ending. Yeah. Happy ending. <laughs> willing, and to pay extra, willing to pay extra for it too. Oh, that's Ooh. right. Uh, but the, <laughs> I forgot about that. But the, the movie itself doesn't, it's too. That's too formulaic for me. And it's funny because you might say that in any other film you apply that ending to it, and this is too formulaic, mm-hmm. right? It's right. too happy right. of an ending. But I don't know. It, it brought balance to the force in this movie. I yeah. needed it. I think. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to rewind my brain and not have seen it and then see it in a different way to tell you. But I like how it went. I think this was good. Yeah. And I think Danny DeVito should be still directing. What's he doing? Why is he not? You should direct more. Maybe well, he, he is, and I just don't know any it. episodes of uh, Sunny of It's Always Sunny. Right? Maybe he has. Maybe, Maybe he, he probably has. did. Maybe he, he he directed Rhea Perlman to leave him or whatever. No, they're back together now, right? I think they're back together. Yeah. I don't want them ever to be apart. Come no, on. I know. It, I mean, you were made for each other. It feels like the perfect coupling. Yeah. Where name a better coupling? Uh, I can't. Oh, you know what? I'll give it to Jesse Plemons and uh, Kirsten Dunst. Oh, yeah. They can have it. Well, it's just because they were so they had such good chemistry in Fargo. Yeah, that's true. But they and that's where they met. And now they got like yeah. the cutest little redheaded little kids. Oh, I love that couple. They're amazing. I'm right now. I'm just for some reason really stoked on uh, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Yeah, I like yeah. them. They're just they're, they I seem they... to be doing okay. Yeah. It seems like they are the uh, the king and queen of the prom, man. That's, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> hubba hubba. Uh, real quick here, I'm looking at his director. He directed 24 things. Let's take a look nice. at those. Uh, upcoming, he's de- he's got something called Saint Sebastian, which is completed and coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I take it all back. He's been di- well. He hasn't directed since 2016 for some short film. Uh, Movie wise, prior to that, the l- these are all shorts. Hold on, uh, Dupe. Duplex. Anyone remember 2003's Duplex, directed by Danny no. DeVito? Mm-mm. I don't remember that. Did not do well. Ben Stiller, Drew Barrymore. Uh, wow, interesting. Uh, uh, that's it. That's all I can say. Uh, that's it. That's all of them. Yeah. Mark Duplass should have been in there. Yeah, Mark Duplass. 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 Uh, Maya Rudolph, Susie Kurtz is a good list. Wallace Shawn. I wonder what happened here. It did not review well. Anyway. 
That looks like Throw Mama from the Duplex, honestly. <laughs> There's an old lady in it who's on the cover looking all pissed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. All right, let's move right, let's, to these clips. If everyone is interested, I am. I know I am. Sure. I'm interested. Bring it. Okay, here you go. Let's start with. Uh, let's start with me finding where my damn soundboard went. Here it is. How about this one? Some soda. Uh, this is Mama. Get me a soda with some ice in it. All right. You're gonna hear a lot of her today. So yep. Enjoy yep. that. Here we go. Owen loves his mama. Owen loves his mama. I <laughs> <laughs> almost wonder if she's his biological mother. Like, mm, it right. kinda, there's it times feels... where I'm like, maybe she's a stepmother. I think she's a DeVito. Oh, you mean in the Owen, Owen's actual stepmother, you mean the character? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought you, I thought you meant in real life. I'm like, I don't like think adopted. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's mama screaming. That was her screaming in, three, in 3D. You can hear the sound going around. So that was that was his fantasy of her dying, right? Oh, right. Yeah, she didn't actually die. Well, uh, off screen. This is one of the most amazing quotes. I'm sure. I'm shocked this isn't what we say more than Owen doesn't have a friend, but here it is. You clumsy poop. You clumsy poop. <laughs> you clumsy poop. You clumsy poop. Oh, there's so much spittle <laughs> coming off of that, too. She said that some of the trivia said that she was very ill and was going through chemo and surgeries and all this stuff for her during the filming of it. But she still, and she, it would cause her pain to yell like this. And DeVito was like, you can simmer it down or whatever. She refused. She's like, this is what the character needs is what I'm doing. Yeah. She apparently really did the stunt. Um, on the train, like being held upside down by with a a harness. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, let's see. Trooper. Who won the year that she was nominated? So it was 88. Oh, that's a good question. The 88 Um, awards. Yeah. Who won that? I'm just curious who, who would beat that out? Cause it's pretty damn great. I might find it faster than Randy. I can't find it. You're faster than It's a contest. It's a contest. Uh, Throw your money on the table. Let's go. So that was Olympia Dukakis oh, from Moonstruck. Damn it. That was a oh, good performance. That's hard. It was, yeah. That's a hard and, one to be up against. And uh, Ann Archer was also in that list for Fatal Attraction. Ann Interesting Archer. little category oh. that year. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the jilted wife. Or no. That's right. Yeah, that was the yeah. year of so many of these big, uh, like serious movies. Last Emperor, Empire of the Sun, The Untouchables. That was the Untouchables year. Oh man, eighty eight was good. Well, I guess eighty seven 
was the film year, but 88's awards year was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good year. Good. Uh, good. All right. Pretty let's good. move on to this one. Uh, oh, another good one. Come on, move it, lard ass. It's a good one. <laughs> She's really mean. She's not a very nice mom yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. This is what makes it so great. They have yeah. to make it so you have to believe that Billy Crystal changes his mind about killing her. Right. Yeah. And it and worked. Seriously considers it. Yeah. <laughs> well, a part worked. of it is also that he, he's kind of being held hostage. Like, Owen isn't going to let him out of this, you yeah, know? Right. Right. And Billy Crystal genuinely feels like if I don't do something here, Owen might kill me, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the great moment where Owen is toying with him with the police in his kitchen saying, uh, could you go in the pantry and get me some more tea to the police officers knowing that they'll find mm-hmm. Billy Crystal in there. And then, oh no, I've got some right here. Like that, a cat playing with a mouse kind of yeah. thing before. Yeah. He finally that was, kills that was, by the way, that was my worst scene in the movie. Cause it just, like it, really. don't, don't do that to cops. Cops aren't going to put up with that uh, nonsense. They're going to, yeah. they're going to, so <laughs> you've invited them in. They're just going to go throw that curtain back and find out what the hell you're uh, hiding. Yeah. There. Toying, right. toying right. with cops is, uh, there is, a, there's a certain kind of tension that that yeah. provides. And the movie kind of just pretends that doesn't exist. And that was a little off, but yeah, don't do that. Uh, okay, you no talent little shit. I think you're a no talent little shit. Okay, all right. Uh, here's your ruined. I love this one. I was afraid it would be ruined. That's like he was talking about a, a, a piece of armor he found in Diablo. I was afraid it yep. would be ruined. Be ruined. <laughs> ruined. Yes. Um, here's Mama. I got a wax ball in my ear. Send it out. <laughs> I got a wax ball. Wax ball. Wax ball. In my ear. Wishbone. I think that. <laughs> Wait, we now listen to it again and think the word wishbone. Okay, here we go. I got a rice bowl in my ear. <laughs> Get it out. I, I, I hear rice bowl, but whatever. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter what you hear. That's what you. It's we're doing green needle. That's what this is. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Never get to first base, says Mama. You'll never get to first base. All right. <laughs> that was in the middle of her saying, you're going to be nothing. You're going to be nothing. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mama wants him to get a girlfriend. I want to buy a computer pack that makes this sound when I, when I click the keyboard. Okay. This is the sound I want. Type, 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 type. I want that. Every <laughs> key. doing that. Just yelling type. <laughs> yeah. This she, is such she, a, dun- I'm watching this movie with a ghost Dunaway next to me. And I'm not kidding about this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I know how much you love it, how much, I mean, the first weekend I love met it. you, I think you yelled, Owen doesn't have a friend. And Probably. So it's all, it's been this constant thread, but I, there's so much of the humor in this that I associate with your brand of humor. Yeah. And I think love part it. of the so reason right. I enjoyed it so much was that it was like a weird little proxy, mm. proxy watch. <laughs> right after the type, 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 she says, you sit there typing all day like a fat little pigeon. And that <laughs> yeah, just really stuck yeah. with me because I was like, there's, there's no way that line was written before DeVito was cast in, as the, mm, as mm. the lead here, yeah, like right. fat little pigeon. Yeah. And like he's, and then he's a penguin. I don't know. It's just fascinating. That little line right yeah. there. Yeah. This isn't that far from that, I guess. A couple of years is all. Yeah. Two, just three, yeah. four years. I think it was his next thing. Yeah. Uh, Why? Oh, all right. So I got an old tape from your mom, Ibit, and she sent this in and uh, said, hey, can you suss this out and fix it? So I took it and restored the audio. (laughs) Basically, this is what it is. You you said... I like to to take my uh, dates to uh, children's trains on playgrounds right before prom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) The the line here is why Ibit's date said she can't go to the dance with you. Okay, so okay. you got turned down, and this is how she said it. 
I have an enormous headache in my eye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She really, you know. She yeah. Really... That's how I, that this is my very subtle way of getting out of things. Yeah. I have uh, a very yeah. small headache in my eye. I, I, d- I like Billy Crystal. I'm sure of it. But I just <laughs> felt like there was too much. Mm. It was too, it was too, it was like Billy Crystal you know, like condensed neurotic, his like over neurotic kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I mean, I went on, so here's the good news. I'll just break it now. After 30 plus years of waiting, uh, they finally got the music rights, uh, worked out and, uh, the Northern exposure is now streaming on prime. Oh, excellent. And I love, love Northern exposure. One of my favorite it's still a good show. I haven't seen it. Yes, and it holds up. I watched six episodes last night. I'm very happy to report that a nice. the music is back and b uh, the it's still wonderful. Anyway, um, what was my point? Oh, it was weird watching this movie and seeing Billy Crystal be very menchy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then going right to a thing where Rob Morrow is the most menchy character in the history of TV. For the at least for the first three episodes, he kind of mellows out after a while, but he's very, very that kind of character. So I kind of right. had this problem last night while I was writing notes, going, "Wait a minute, was that Rob Morrow or was that freaking Billy Crystal that did that? Was that was he the? Because I just mixed those characters up. And if you if you go watch it, you'll see what I mean. But anyway, happy days, everybody. Not happy. Happy days, days here again. Mm-hmm. Forget about happy days. Cool. Uh, that show rocks. Is still on. It's very funny. I think all quirky town shows. Oh, uh, you know, Shit's Creek and freaking Eerie. Right. Yeah, that. Uh, but Mar- um, uh, even like Parks Veronica and Rec. Mars. Par- Parks yeah. and Parks and Rec is a good example. Even stuff yeah. like Gilmore Girls. If you mm-hmm. want a town full of quirky personalities, they mm-hmm. all owe money to Northern Exposure. It's so good. Cool. Uh, anyway, moving on. How about Rob Reiner showing up? Arnie, what are you doing? You're bending the fern. Don't bend the fern. Fluff it. Fluff it. Fluff it, baby. <laughs> Fluff it. He does that in everything he ever shows up in. That's I think, yeah. that's, that's and, and Billy Crystal versus Rob Reiner, you know, is like good for one scene. We only needed one scene yeah. of that. One is enough. Was, yes. Good. He did say my new 2024 attitude. Here it is. That's the way the mop flops. I'm going to say that from now on. Yeah, the mop flops. <laughs> that's the way that's the, the mop flops. flops. So my wife's going to say... Oh, the, the, the toilet's plugged again. Well, that's the way the mop flops. And then I'll walk <laughs> away and do nothing. All right, here's the full and complete Owen doesn't have a friend. We never hear the whole exchange. Today we hear, we hear that. Who the hell are you? I'm Owen's friend. Owen doesn't have a friend. That's because he's shy. No, he's not. He's fat and he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, see, and I can almost hear, hear you laughing next to me for real. Yes. It and when a- Dan DeVito returns from bowling and, and dreaming of uh, bowling down his mama, and um, she she's so pissed that uh, she left she she left a corpse to watch her. I, I that line kills me too. Yep. Yep. It's just so subtle. It's some great. There's a there's a what do we call this? This probably has a name. Randy probably has it up on tropes, uh, film tropes or something oh, or TV tropes or TV tropes. Yeah. Um. But there's this thing in the late 80s. They did this a lot where she's lined up as 10 pins and it's her face. Yeah. yeah. Or it's uh, oh. Steve Martin and John Candy in the car. They did. And right. And sees the devil when, uh, when they're over going when they're, the wrong way or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, the other one. By the way, that scene is Roll Mama Down the Lane, by the way. <laughs> Roll Mama Down the Lane. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Shoot. The, uh, the, that's a better alternate basic, title than either of the ones I made. Yes, go ahead, Randy. The basic trope is called fantasy sequence. And so there's like a bunch of sub tropes for fantasy sequence. Right. Right. Uh, you know, like this one is 
kind of like the uh, you put a face on it, want to murder you mm, fantasy right. trope. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some good examples. In like that, I in mean, cartoons like Tom and Jerry, it would be like Jerry's so hungry. He looks at Tom and Tom looks like uh, a big no. stick looks of like yeah. a, a turkey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, and, and you know, people also have brought that into movies. And this one, I I don't know why, but I was really annoyed by that scene, and I can't I can't explain it. I don't know why. I I Owen goes bowling. Like, I, it's funny. I just can't. I don't know. I can't explain. It. It's really annoying to me that scene. I I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it. When it happens, I don't like dream sequences. Not a fan in movies mostly although sometimes stuff gets pulled off i'll tell you this latest season of fargo has a dream sequence episode that rocked it was so well done and still has me thinking about it Ibit, you watched right you saw it i did i'm trying to remember this you saw it it was it it, i don't know why it didn't make enough of an impression that i'm thinking about it still i'll Uh, give you i'll give you a hint it so i don't give anything away it's it's actually be hard to spoil but there's a whole episode where she goes to that camp and has to make oh, something. Oh, yes, right. That right. whole thing was handled so well. Right, yes. And so was important to the point of it all mm-hmm. that I, I feel like this should be held up as an example of how to do that because most of the time I hate that shit. Because mm. it's like, oh, this whole episode was a, easy, not real? Like, come on. Right, it's a really easy way. To, it, it's a cheap way to get character movement. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they really When there are no it. stakes. This season's so good. It's really good. Um, here's a great slap and yell. Your friend had an accident. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She follows up with the corpse statement in the whole just, if you're not paying attention, you'll just totally miss the humor in it. But it's yeah. just brilliant. You do have to pay attention. Walks off. Another amazing moment here. Holy shit. <laughs> what a dream I was having. Louis Armstrong was trying to show me. <laughs> <laughs> trying to kill me after after you think she's dead because he blew the horn in her ear just for like oh yeah it was really she's not good. dead um here's what oh i don't know horse's ass get away from me you horse's ass <laughs> even their their crazy physicalness works in audio yeah. funny enough you can use that clip again when you kick someone off the line when you've got a collar on the show yeah you great yeah yeah get yeah. your get off the air you horse's ass horse's ass. Horse's ass. it's not bad get away from me you horse's ass it's pretty good uh get me a uh, i don't know uh, oh i remember give me a chunky give me a chunky give me a chunky yes. mm. love that I, I was trying to work that into my opening song but need anything yeah. get me a chunky give me a chunky <laughs> me a chunky what is a chunky is that a real it's a little yeah that's it's a little the... square uh yeah thick chocolate that's usually got raisins and nuts in yeah. it that's very Do they good. always have raisins and nuts in it no they made okay. they made the, the base chunky was raisins and nuts they made All, alternative okay. flavors so it's okay, not a chunky. I always, when I got the chunky, it was the raisins and the nuts. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah. Ah, what is that? So it's not chunky it's, monkey. That's a different thing. No, no, that's no, ice totally. Cream. Yeah, okay. no, that's chubby hubby. <laughs> but it's like a little. It's, it's a little square. Yeah, um, it's not a little square. Those things are big. Well, they are big. Yeah. yeah, it's more. It's dense, They're like a big, small. thick, dense thing, right? Oh, here yeah. it is. Nestle uh, Chunky's candy raisins. bar with milk, chocolate, raisins, and roasted peanuts used in sections and truncated pyramid shapes. Yeah. Uh, this started with the Ferranda Candy Company and is now a division of uh, of Nestle. Ferrara. Ferrara? Okay. Ferrara. Ferrara. They had pecan chunky. They had dark chunky. Dark, dark chunky. Peanuts and raisins. <laughs> uh, deluxe nut chunky. 
which had all these cashews and hazelnuts along with the peanuts. Uh, Then just plain solid milk chocolate chunky. You can pretty much figure out what that was. And then miniature chunkies. Or cuties. That doesn't count. Yeah. So those all chunkies. sounded like rapper names. I really like yeah. them. Miniature yeah. Chunky. Yeah. L- little Chunky. Yo, I'm Little little Chunky. Yeah. Little Chunky. I'm the OG yep. Chunky. Pecan Chunky, That's... get up here on stage. And one of one of them was my rapper name, uh, Deluxe Nut. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Deluxe Nut. <laughs> Uh, you Deluxe take take the mic. You'll like take the that. mic from Dark Chunky and end the I, show. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that. You do like it. You love it. <laughs> Deluxe nut. Deluxe nut. <laughs> Deluxe nut. Well, we're stuck with it. Three more files. This one's a choking Janeway. <laughs> Not sure that's how it sounds, but that was a dream sequence, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's a weird laugh at the end. <laughs> When he figured out his story, <laughs> it annoyed me. That was my most annoying sound in the in the movie. <laughs> Just really annoyed me. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and then finally, they're out at the beach, and he says this. You ever seen a weevil snorkel? You ever seen a weevil? Weevil. <laughs> weevil. Weevil, weevel, not weevil. Because yeah, weevils wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah. Well, then he calls, and then he calls uh, Owen a uh, a buoy with hair, and he says buoy, yeah, and not boy. <gasps> rude. We finally have. Confirmation. That's, that's it. Right. Well, we we have confirmation that Billy Crystal says it like we all say it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether that's right or wrong, it's not the it's not the British pronunciation of boy. No. No. They've they've certainly told us that enough in the last few weeks. Oh gosh, yes. Let's move on now to uh, this little f- bit of fun, which we call the checklist. This week's Starfleet, Starfleet, <laughs> this week's <Starfleet>. film, <laughs> Love it. film sack checklist is what I meant to say. Uh, choking a Starfleet captain. Check. That's where I screwed that up. Has Danny DeVito gotten any older? Check. He just seems the same to me. Yeah. He really yeah. does. Yeah. In everything. And I know he has. I've seen, you know, Philadelphia. Louis, Louis he, DePalma and Taxi looked like he was 50 years old and he's just stayed 50 ever since. Yeah. And wasn't he like 20 something in that? Something like that. Yeah. Unbelievable to me. Um, and he's like five and one flew, flew over the cuckoo's nest. He's just a child right, in it. But still looked like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, finally, in number three, they should have given Ramsey the Oscar she was nominated for. Check. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Dukakis. Maybe make him fight for it. I don't know. Fight. <laughs> My money's on mama. Old lady fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Connections. Well, we know one because we've been talking about for it. For sure. Well, let's, uh, let's just hit on, well, we got uh, Peter Bracco who played old man. <laughs> okay, that's the that was a, a old man in the hospital. I think. All right. Yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah. he wants to leave. Yeah, that right. was a that was a funny bit for him. I like that. Was he was in a, he was in an episode of the original series. Uh, Ray Burke, who uh, his cast name was Pink Pinsky. That's the older student, the older mm-hmm. writing student, Ray Burke. He was in uh, two things. He was in an episode of the Next Generation called Haven as Ren, yeah, and he was in Star Trek Insurrection. Uh, probably his his biggest <laughs> appearance in Star Trek. He was the Sona Doctor, the one who was stretching F. Murray Abraham's face <laughs> throughout the movie. <laughs> oh, funny! <laughs> yeah, so no point, and no point did he go. Chapter one: Beverly Crusher. <laughs> chapter two: <laughs> Deanna Troy. Oh no, my chapter, gosh, that's amazing. No, but, but the interesting thing here is that Ray Burke, in this movie at least, in Throw Mama from the Train, he kind of looks like F. Murray Abraham yeah, to yeah, me. He does. He does. Yeah. It's, so the, like, it's the turtleneck. For whatever reason, you put yeah. a turtleneck on a guy and he looks like uh, F. Looks Murray like Abraham. 
Yeah, I agree. We should. But of course, our biggest connection is Kate Mulgrew, who was Margaret in this movie. Uh, we actually uh, she actually gets three different series credits um, mm-hmm. in in Star Trek. She has she appeared in Prodigy as well as uh, uh, Nemesis. The She was Admiral Janeway. In yeah, the, she'd make it. She made it back Nemesis. home by the time Nemesis happened. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, Picard called her, I believe, early in that movie, and they had a whole scene. She's, she's. Little, uh, I love how canonical they've made Janeway in in uh, post Voyager. It's actually kind of mm-hmm. great. Yeah, right. animated yeah. show, uh, which she's in. I think she voices. I'd in. like to. I'd like to believe a part of it is Kate Mulgrew pushing, hmm. like saying, Maybe. "I I think this character should you know continue to appear." Yeah. I I think she's mm-hmm. awesome. So a little mm-hmm. a little Star Trek bonus. Uh, uh, our Anne Ramsey was married to Logan Ramsey. Uh, he was, uh, according to Gary and Danny, they that uh, they sent me this on Messenger. Uh, yeah, he was recently. He wasn't that long ago. Once at some of these fan things, he's great apparently. But he was uh, a Vulcan. Uh, Logan Ramsey. Oh really? Okay. Oh yeah. And then those two, they had a baby. His name is. Uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay, and he has Gordon a Ram- Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> That's the lie. That's Don't why he's famously, famously played a donkey. Donkey. That's right. But that's why he's so pissed. That guy, if you see that guy's face, you'll recognize his face. He's been freaking yeah. everything. Oh, really? well, that's cool. The, Rams, a, uh, the Ramsey name continues. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she had a grandson uh, who played the who was a, a famous singer named uh, uh, let's see Ramsey Bolton, Michael Bolton. I don't know Ramsey <laughs> Bolton. There you it's go. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shakes a hot dog at. Uh... We were talking about great TV villains. There's one. <laughs> oh, man. Ramsey. If these were still Plotist. current, if, yeah, I'd put them there. But I'm, for right now, Fargo's John Ham, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Moving on to uh, the uh, the social media. Po- no, soundtrack grade. Sorry. I almost forgot. P for perfect for what this is. I thought this stuff matched up great. I have no complaints about the music. It enhanced. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about David Newman, uh, sort of an also ran composer for a very long time. But it is the sixth time we've sacked a David Newman scored mm-hmm. film. He did the music for Heather's and Jingle All the Way and the Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas. It's always he did, fun. Uh, he did the Phantom. We we sacked oh. the Phantom. Had a fresh yeah. fight with some discorders about how bad I think uh, Jingle fresh All the fight. Way is, and there there's some defenders in our community. A fresh uh, fight. I'm sorry. I can't. I couldn't help bringing it up just because I had re-listened to that episode. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's it was bad. So we were so contentious. It was episode. very contentious episode. That movie. I will. I'll go to my grave knowing that it's a bad, bad film. And I still it love it. I know you do. Look, you, 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 and I. We we agree on so many things in life. Oh yeah, but when it comes to Minority Report or Jingle All the how Way, boring. How <laughs> boring would it be if we always agreed on everything? Exactly. Yeah, nobody wants that. Must, yeah, no. Nobody Even wants the, Nandor's wife. No, no. <laughs> Nandor's all of the different people that lined up for yeah, Nandor yeah. in that scene. That's an amazing. <laughs> scene. I love so that good. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, where are we now? Alternate titles. Nope. Social media post. I don't know why I'm skipping ahead like an idiot. This is 280 characters on some social media site that we don't name anymore. Uh, and it's from the three of you. So let's start with Randy. Throw mama from the train. Here is an old penny. I got it from my dad. And with it goes a nickel. I think it's kind of rad. Right here's another nickel that came from some change I got. And then this 
other nickel was from a thing we bought. Now, this right here is a quarter. You now might think me dumb, but I'm offering you 41 cents to go and kill my mom. I think it's a good deal. <laughs> That's great. I yeah, love that. That was very yeah. good. Make sure you put that in the Discord so I can put it's it like up. Feels like a Hallmark uh, card yeah. insert. That's yeah. right. Another reason, by the way, to support the show uh, on our Patreon is we put both uh, Brian Ibbett's song lyrics to his song he sang. Yes. And uh, we put in there Randy's poems. So That's right. And we're working not- on uh, getting... Uh, audio together for all of the opening songs I did in 2023, or at least a lot of them that were put on that. Now that's what I call film sack album, along with the album art, liner notes, and all that. Yep. Shout out to Taz. That thing's so amazing. Excited. So oh, cool. incredible job. Yeah. You should have, you should see the stuff he made for me and done away for uh, oh, Play Retro. Cool. It is mind really. Oh, cool. He's so talented. Talented, talented creator. Talented in our, in bastard. Our, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. He get, we have stickers of every game console ever made. But their logos yeah. of those game consoles reworked to have our show in it. Beautiful. Oh, and cool. the first hundred episodes, he did box art for all the games. Looks so Yeah, good. he's a freak, and I love him. Uh, let's get to alternate titles. Yes, that's whoa, right. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa, whoa, let's whoa. get to. Uh, it's a joke because I've been doing this all show. Uh, let's let's throw <laughs> it over to Brian. Dun- Wait, Dunaway hasn't gone yet, though, has he? He hasn't done this yet. Either. Yeah, Dunaway, go. Nope, nope. Throw Mama from the train. The movie was. <laughs> that's it i don't get it the, night, the night was oh it was great thank you oh my gosh i wish you hadn't had to explain it because yeah. it was great apologies for the length of the pa- pregnant pause but that was actually brilliant <laughs> yes. nicely the, done uh, the a movie where chat gpt would have solved uh the movie in like five minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh you make me want to try an experiment I might later. I want to. See, I want to see what it comes up with. Anyway, oh, hey Brian. The word, yeah. Hey Brian Ebbett, Let's go to you before I forget that we we moved on already. Throw Mama from the Train. Chapter One. Phoebe Cates. Oh. Chapter Two. Demi Moore. <laughs> Chapter Three. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, sorry. In honor of this movie being about a mama, I'm writing a book about actresses who had children around the time this movie was Aww. released. <laughs> you made it wholesome. You, you made did. It, you made it porky, and then yeah. you made it wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. Made it porky. By the way, yeah, clearly edited. He did not say the word pork when you look at that. Uh, oh, really? Oh, oh yeah, no. now I want to go that back. Was a, that that was a clearly a. Oop, okay, we need to change this for the R rating. That was right. like uh, Sigourney Weaver in. Uh, oh, it would have been so much funnier with the f bomb. And for sure, was it yeah. Space Quest? What's the what's Space this? Quest? Is it That's Space Quest? Right. It's not Space Quest. Space Quest? Space no. Quest? Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Space Quest. Space Quest DSV is what you're trying to think of. <laughs> no, in Galaxy Quest, when she yells F no, and you can tell she yelled that, but then yeah. she, they yeah. added heck or something. I love right. when they do that. Uh, yeah. All right. So good. Now I can actually move to this real thing. Alternate title. Owen does, in fact, have a friend. That was almost the title. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Because he has a friend. I like that. Yeah, he's just got a good friend by the end. And uh, finally, it was almost called This Is Not How Books Work. Because really, mm. none of that authorship stuff, none of that works that way. Good luck I, to you. I don't know what it what it is about, but this movie ending with Danny DeVito and Billy Crystal being friends um, really leaves out Branford Marsalis. I feel like Branford oh, yeah. Marsalis right. has spent the entire movie trying so hard to be Larry's friend. I just, right. I didn't yeah, know that was Branford Marsalis till you just said bigger it. Bigger chick in the bucket, I think. Yeah, good point. Oh, yeah, yeah. he didn't. Yeah, we got no resolution on him. Yeah, he he should have been on the beach with them as well. Yeah. Meh. Oh, I'm annoyed now. 
I didn't even think about this, but now I'm annoyed. Uh, so, all right, well, well done. Beach, on the beach with a saxophone. That would have been fun. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Uh, let's get to emails. I've got a couple of them here, and uh, I'm going to rip through them because, well, actually I actually have three, so I'm going to rip through all three of these. Uh, they're short, though. Filmsack at gmail.com is where you send them. Gom? Com is what com, I meant to say. Com. Uh, I got a anonymous one uh, that just says, Drowning Mona. How can, how can you beat Danny DeVito, Bette Midler, Jamie Lee Curtis, and a host of other names, plus a ton of Yugos? And there's no name on this. I don't know what any of that is. Oh, Yugos. Uh, Yugos, like the car, the old Yugoslavian automobile? It must, it must it be. Uh, the way he spelled it looked like Yugos, but no, it's Yugos. Yugos. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. Is that good? Drowning Drowning I remember the name. I think I might have even seen it, but couldn't tell you anything more about it. But I think it is a similar... Like, get rid of awful wife or something. That's another one of these, eh? Let's see. That Midler's yeah, horrible, yeah. get rid Heart. of her kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, comedy. Uh, here we go. Oh, it's 2000. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, William Fickner's in it. Well, then sign me up. Yeah. Will Ferrell, Casey Affleck. What is this oh, cast? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Bunch of people. Oh, my gosh. A bunch of people you know from a million things that you wouldn't know their names, like Paul Schultz. You, you know him. You just don't know his name. Ben, uh, Paul Ben Victor, we know him, but you'd have to see him to know it. Nev Campbell, Casey Affleck, what is this about? Wow. And it's got a half, or 5.7 out of 10. Sounds like it's bad. Maybe perfect, perfect for us. Let's, let's give that a yeah. shot. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, this is a quick one from Ryan, who says, Hey, Sackers, just listen to the Mystery Men episode, and hearing you all want more relationship building than cheap gags, it made me think of The Specials. It's a superhero movie that isn't a superhero movie. Uh, it's more about the dynamics of the group than their powers. Great cast, but fairly unknown. I'd love to hear your take on it. Thanks. Uh, I've never heard of the specials, Ryan. Have you guys heard of it? Um, I'm looking up now. I do not recognize this. Interesting. Oh. Uh, 2019 Weird or the comedy 2000? 2000, right? No, no, yeah, 2000 yeah. for sure. James yeah. Gunn? Rob, Rob Lowe. Oh, James Gunn wrote this? Let's see. Written by James Gunn. It was, wow. it was directed by Craig Mazin. I'm in. Oh, I'm dude. All- Are you kidding? A Craig Mazin directed, James Gunn written, Thomas Hayden Church, Paget Brewster, Rob Lowe. Why are we? Yeah, we need to watch what this. What a cast. Let's do this. Sean Gunn, of course, is in it. And is uh, look at that. It's almost like it's almost like a, a Star Trek shirt, but I guess it's a superhero shirt. Yeah. It's got Judy Greer hiding down in this list. Yep, Judy Greer. Jeez. Um Kelly Sean Gunn has Park. to be in here as well, of course. Yeah. It's too bad this this movie has never once been streaming, but I'm going to track it. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. Let's give it a shot. This looks real dumb. Uh, I'm in. Hooked us up with DVDs. I'm sure those are available. Yeah. Are okay. you? I'm not so sure. This oh, is, I'd bet. I'd bet. It's this is a rent, rare movie. You can rent it uh, on Amazon. Is this straight to video, maybe? Maybe. Uh, 2000 was a good time for doing that kind of thing. I'm trying to find a... Let's see. America's seventh best superhero team, the specials, group of geeks and oddballs, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't say. I'm trying to find like the. Don't you normally have box office right away? Where is that? Uh, oh, production box office and more. Uh, oh. If you like. Oh. 20, bucks, 20 bucks on Amazon to get the DVD, but there are only three available, wow. so I won't do it. Oh. Yeah, this led that. me to another movie that I'm putting on our watch list which is called Super from 2010, which stars Rain Wilson as a wannabe superhero and was directed by James Gunn. And that's supposed to be kind of dark, right? Like, uh, I don't care. We're, we're going to sack this thing. Uh, oh yeah. Look at this. Liv Tyler, Elliot page. Uh, 
Greg Henry, I love him. This uh, is weird. What a strange time. There were all these people who would become pretty prominent in Hollywood later, making just crummy little movies. Well, look at all the MCU here. Of course, Sean Gunn and James Gunn all over this thing. But you also got uh, Linda Cardellini, Nathan Fillion. They would both go on to... Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of Nathan Fillion was in um, Suicide Squad. Never mind. Greg, uh, let's see. Liv Tyler. Is she in the MCU? Can't remember. Maybe. Um... Kevin Bacon is. I can't think of her in the MCU. Kevin Bacon. Well, Kevin Bacon was in one of the X-Men movies. The well, Fox X-Men movies. He was also in that, he was in that Christmas uh, Guardian special. Oh, right? right. Of course. Where he was actually Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. he played himself. Then so Ma- Kevin Bacon is literally in the MCU. Yeah. Michael Rooker. He's in there. Yep. Yondo. Yep. You. Yondu. Yondu. We could, uh, pretty, we could pretty much sack any movie that Greg Henry was ever in. Yeah. He only he only chooses weird weird and fun. Yeah, he's your dude. He's our, he's our guy, Randy from um, Payback. He's our bad yeah, guy. Yeah, I know, I know. Love him in Payback. Oh, we gotta watch Payback. What do we? We doing? will, we will. It's coming up in ah. a little while. Um. <laughs> anyway, thank you for that. One final one here from Ryan. Another Ryan. Oh, uh, it says, hey, Sack Squad, uh, have you seen Godzilla Minus Zero yet? You must see this film. See it oh, now before it leaves theaters. You owe it to yourself and the Film Sack community. The film is not only the best Godzilla movie in years, but is one of the best movies of last year, period. And they did it for only $15 million. That actually got debunked, the $15 million number. But, oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I could find that link, but it's all right. Everybody heard it and took it as truth. Sure. Anyway, one-tenth of the cost of a Hollywood equivalent, yet ten times better. Please, please, please check it out. Cheers, Ryan. I've heard nothing but amazing things about this. John Jagger That's told me it's the yeah. best movie he's seen in 2023. Like That's what I've heard as well. Yeah. How, how I can't get Tina to go. She's like, it's oh, great. Let's go to... Now. Yeah. Oh, is it? So it's not even an Alamo Draft House? Not, well, I don't know about where you live, but it's only it's gotta, a dollar movies where I'm It's got to be coming home soon, right? It's got to be. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Because the money's, the money's on the table. Let's go. Get this home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to see it. I've heard nothing but amazing things. I did watch Shin Godzilla from 2016, which was re- regarded pretty well. It was yeah. it was a little too weird for me. Um, the take on this is the different take on it. I don't know. I didn't love it, but uh, I've been uh, I've been enjoying the um, Apple TV. Apple? Yeah, yeah. The, oh, the Monarch. Uh, Monarch. What's the song? Legacy of Monsters? Legacy of Monsters. Monarch. Yeah. 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 How, so that's got like. Kurt Russell. I've been I've been holding on to it for a recommendal uh, until the final episode comes out, which is this Friday. But uh, I've been enjoying it, and it's mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. Yeah, like you say, and his and his son Wyatt. And uh, yeah, oh, he's but, so I love Wyatt. He's I didn't know I would love him so much. Yeah, Wyatt yes. Russell's awesome. The he fact that they're working together in a thing is cool. You know, you yeah. need to uh, if you have not watched Lodge Forty Nine. Oh, I think man. it's it's where I just said, all right, Wyatt Russell is is a gem on his own yeah. without, without, you know, being Kurt and Goldie's son. He's just fantastic. Yeah. And that chin. He's just, it's that just, chin. That chin it's is, a chin. Chin. you could cover the rest of his head and go, Kurt Russell has a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Just like his dad. Anyway. Uh, to just start a re- reverse course here. Uh, it looks like we're getting a wide release of the black and white version of Godzilla minus one in a few weeks. Ooh, that's cool. I didn't know they were doing that. It's like black and Chrome, uh, fury road a little bit there. I like it. Uh, all right, let's get to, Oh, we did have one text data one, four, seven, one, zero, four, six, two from Alex who says for film sack for throw mama from the train, my max subtitles, HBO max subtitles are cleaning up the language. I got Holy poop after she nutted bill, (laughs) Uh, Billy C with her cane. <laughs> I just want to repeat this phrase. 
I got a holy poop after she nutted Billy C with yeah, her cane. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, not, I'm not I'm not taking that verb. Um oh, nutted. Nutted. we need well, to we need to say some say it differently. Yeah, somehow. It has a different meaning, doesn't it? That's true. <laughs> I do like nutted. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah. But I like it. I still like it. Uh yeah, I didn't do subtitles, so I don't know how this went, but maybe they did they cleaned up subtitles for throw <laughs> mama from the train. Uh, if you'd like to send those in again, eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. That can also come in the form of a phone call and a voicemail. That'd be fine. Also, filmsack at gmail dot com. I would like to also uh, tell the people that joining our Patreon is a cool thing to do. It's a brand new year and a chance to get art in the mail, bonus host content every month, all kinds of cool stuff. I totally forgot who's up next after Ibn. me. I'm next. You? Okay, you'll either get it this Saturday or yeah, this Saturday. Probably you got some time. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna do Saturday. I do it in the middle of the month where I'm not as busy. Sure. I already plotted mine out for February. I'm really, wow. really excited about this topic that it has just captured my imagination. Nice. I'd love it. Uh, that's the kind of stuff you get with, uh, and you can't get it any other way. And it's the only people that will ever get it. Plus, you get all the old stuff. Excuse me. It's all up there at patreon.com. <laughs> Scott, you okay? Patreon.com yeah. slash film sack is where you're going to want to go for all of that. You also get no commercials. Oh, man. It's just such a treat. Just get this. It is. Even when I go back and listen sometimes, I'm like, oh, how did my audio sound? I look back and listen. I'm like, I definitely head to the Patreon and listen to it. Yeah, because you want to hear the whole thing. Yeah, you want to hear it all. So so much fun. Yeah, and I love just, I don't know, I love going back and hearing our old episodes. They're a good time. Mm -hmm. So go check it out. All available now. Patreon.com slash Filmsack. Our next movie will be The Replacements. Oh, no. Incorrect. Oh, it says that in the spreadsheet, or it did yesterday. Yep. What does it say? Yeah, it's not streaming. Never mind. Uh, what is it? That's uh, we're ironic. Gonna, we're, yeah, right? Yeah. We're, going, we're going to sack Desperado. De- oh, Desperado. shit. Oh, because wow. we're desperate. You mm-hmm. guys don't even know how big a deal that movie was for me in the day. I love that movie so much. I, I don't even have any idea. On it. Oh. I have no idea what song I'm going to use for the intro. <laughs> 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 you, you really need to come to your senses. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> Easy Dude, out. one yeah. of the best, my one of my favorite like '90s things ever. I'm so excited. I love. Yeah, this we're talking movie. about Robert Rodriguez directed for Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek. Yeah, he's got a you know got a character got a- named Buscemi in there. Wonder who plays yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> Cheech Marin awesome. is amazing in this. Uh, Quentin Tarantino plays a small role. Uh, they have a hidden secret room behind a dirty uh, poo toilet. It's amazing. Danny Trejo plays Navajas in this, and he is one of the most amazing characters. You guys, I'm shitting myself. I'm so excited. I love yeah, this movie. Yep, yep. Love it. We are going to eat this up. Uh, that's next week. Can't wait. Forget about the replacements. Now talk about Desperado. Yep. Yep. And this is this is a different movie than From Dusk Till Dawn. Just making sure everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. Different movie. Very we different sacked movie. that one. We have not sacked this one yet. That one would come <laughs> about two years later uh, after this. And also the third one of this series is terrible. Do not watch it. El Mariachi? Yeah, is that bad. it? Yeah, it's uh, bad. Yeah. No, El Mariachi's the first one. That's a good movie. Oh, okay. Uh, first one was like kind of more student film. Well, that was his big breakout for Rodriguez. But then this one was like a full-blown Hollywood sequel. And then the and third then you're, one. You're talking about Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yes. With Johnny Depp was in it. It's terrible. Shoot yourselves now. It's bad. <laughs> uh, all right. That is going to do it for that. Let's uh, get some business out of the way by telling people filmsack.com has links to everything we've talked about today and more. Go find it. Sub there. Find all the stuff. I put up a YouTube version of the show, although it's just the album art, but you get to hear us there if that's your preferred way. Uh, and everywhere you get your podcasts, it's all there. Filmsack.com. And leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. It's very helpful to us. 
that's going to do it for now. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. You clumsy poop. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. Get me a chunky. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 